Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get into today's scripture. The life of every believer has been designed by the Heavenly Father to fulfill a specific purpose. The famous preacher C.H. Spurgeon once said, There's not a spider hanging on the king's wall, but has its errand. There's not a nettle that grows in the corner of a churchyard, but has its purpose. And I will never have it that God created any man to be a blank and to be a nothing. He made you for an end. Find out what that end is. Find out your niche and fill it. How important that we view the events of our lives from the divine perspective. God has a plan for our lives. He never meant for life to be lived meaningless. God never meant for anyone, especially believers, to to live a boring, humdrum life. I mean, we know people like that, don't we? You ask them how things are going, and they something like, well, same old, same old. Life was never meant to be lived like that. We're going to be looking this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm going to read verse 17. As we consider the title this morning, Living with Purpose. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and look, new things have come. God did not create you only for time. He created you for eternity. And if we're going to live with purpose in our lives each and every day, we must begin to see things from his perspective. We must look beyond the circumstances of our lives and see them the way God sees them. When we see our circumstances from God's perspective, we get a glimpse of what he's trying to do in our lives and the direction that he wants us to grow in. You see, God uses everything that we face to grow us towards Christ-likeness. When we see things the way God sees them, we're less likely to complain and more likely to, as Paul says, rejoice in all things. Because of that, we worry less since we put everything in his hands anyway and we begin to live life and enjoy the freedom we have in Christ. You see, when we live with purpose, we really begin to live. We see each and every day as an opportunity to serve Christ. We see the things that come our way as opportunities to grow towards Christ's likeness. We begin to move beyond the petty and and being petty to to seeing the bigger picture. We begin to move beyond uh, wanting to have control and allowing God to control everything about our lives. We move beyond the mundane, everyday existence into seeing life as a great adventure, living in expectation of what God is going to do next. You see, it's a choice we make. About 20 years ago, man, that's been a long time ago, maybe a little even further than that. One of our, when I was pastoring, one of our student girls left me a note on my computer. She knew that I'd been having a bad day and uh, things, some things weren't going well, and 
She left me a note on the screen of my computer, a little sticky note. She took off my desk, she wrote on it, and she put it on my computer screen, closed my laptop. And when I lifted the screen the next day, I saw the note, and it said this. BJ, now that's what they called me, uh, for Brother Joel, that's what they called me, that's what the kids called me. They said, BJ, try to have a good day. And then she signed it. I took it off my computer, I laminated it, and now I have it in safekeeping. But I still got that note from over 20 years ago, from over almost 25 years ago now. You see, I realize that I have a choice every day whether or not I'm going to have a good day. I make that choice. We can continue to live boring, humdrum lives. We can let other people uh, bother our mood every day. We can continue to, to, to live boring, humdrum lives, or we can rise above our circumstances. We can see things from God's perspective and live with purpose every day. It's our choice. It's our choice what kind of day we're going to have. And I say it's our choice because if we're born-again believers in Jesus Christ, he's given us the ability to have that choice. And there's some things I want to share with you as we think about living with purpose. The first thing is this, is that we need to have the right motivation. We need to have the right motivation. If we're going to live with purpose, we need to have the right motivation. What is it that motivates us? What are our motives for doing what we do every day? What are our motives for serving God? What are our motives for helping others? Let's face it, we have a motive for everything we do. We eat because we're hungry, or at least we think we are. We work so that we can support our families. We, we exercise to try to keep our bodies in shape. We sleep because we're tired. We go to the doctor because we're sick. We have a motivation for everything that we do. But you see, true motivation springs from a heart that is humble before God. True motivation springs from a life that is unselfish in nature. True motivation springs from our love for Christ and his love for us. And Paul is going to give us the, the proper motivation for everything that we do. I want to back up to verse 12 and read there. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 12. And he says, For we are not commending ourselves to you again, but we are but giving you an opportunity to be proud of us so that you may have uh, you may have a reply for those who take pride in the outward appearance rather than in the heart. Now, Paul and his companions had, they had suffered a lot of things against a lot of people. They had been through everything in their lives. They had been accused of everything in the book. The Corinthians had been speaking all manner of evil against him. They, they tried to say that, that he was a man pleaser. They, they said that he spoke strongly in his letters, but when it came to be face-to-face -face encounters, he, he wasn't all that strong. He was kind of timid. They had been accusing him of being out of their minds. To which Paul says that if we're out of our minds, in verse 13, he says, for if we are out of our mind, it's for God. If we have a sound mind, it's for you. Paul says, if we're out of our minds, it's for your benefit. He said, I would gladly go out of my mind to make sure that everyone heard the gospel and was given a chance to respond to Jesus. Paul wanted them to know that all the boasting they had done was to lift up Christ and not themselves. 
And then he gives us the proper motivation in verse 14. He says, for Christ's love compels us. Since we have reached this conclusion, if one died for all, then all died. Paul says that the love of Christ should be the motivating factor in the believer's life. Now, notice he didn't say our love for Christ, but in essence, the love that Christ has for us. We love and we do and we serve because of the love that Christ first had for us. I like that word compel. It means to to hold together. The love of Christ in our lives is what holds us together. It's what compels us to do things. It's what keeps us moving and living and sharing. It's the glue that holds our lives together. It's the love of Christ that compels us to do things. It's the love of Christ that motivates us to live with purpose every day. Now look again at the last part of verse 14 and into verse 15. He says, since we have reached this conclusion, if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. Paul tells us why the love of Christ so motivates us. It's not because of who we are. It's not because of what we did or what we can do. It's because of what Christ has done for us. He gave his life. He shed his blood. He went the extra mile for us. He died so that we could live and share that life with others. You see, the love of Christ should be the motivating factor in everything we do. The second thing we need to have if we're going to live with purpose is the right attitude. In other words, how shall we conduct ourselves or how shall we see ourselves? Look at what Paul says in verse 16. From now on, then, we do not know anyone in a purely human way. Even if we have known Christ in a purely human way, yet now we no longer know him in that way. He says that since Christ has died for us and rose again, and since we as believers have appropriated this uh, into our lives, We don't see each other as living in the flesh any longer. We don't see ourselves from the earthly perspective. We look at ourselves and our fellow believers from God's perspective. And how is it that God sees us? Verse 17 says that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Paul says that each and every person who has put their faith and their trust in Jesus for salvation is a new creation. We have been made new. We have been made over by the blood of Christ. We no longer have to look at ourselves from the world's perspective because we have God's perspective now. Many people today have a very small self-worth. Their self-image is lacking. They feel inadequate, unworthy, unloved, and ill-equipped to do anything. We're here talking today about promoting self-worth and self-esteem. And you can look at any uh, on any bookshelf or any bookcase or online at any bookseller. And you can see sections upon sections about self-worth and self-esteem. But see, I want to tell you that we don't have to read books on self-esteem Because the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us what our worth is. If you want to have worth, if you want to have esteem and importance and power, look to Jesus. We need to understand what our worth is. 
We need to understand that all believers in Jesus are important in God's eyes. All of us stand on the same ground. Paul says here that the standing we have is that we are new creations. I like that. We're not the, the old person fixed up. We're altogether new in the eyes of God. When we have this right attitude in our lives, we see each other from God's perspective as well. And we're less likely to put each other down or less likely to talk bad about each other or things like that. And we must see each other, believers, see each other as God sees us, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Life is worth living when you know you have something to live for. Life is worth living when you know that you are worth something in the eyes of God. God has already told us that we, what we are. It's up to us to accept his view of who we are. We can live in self-pity, self-doubt, low self-esteem, or we can live knowing that we've been made over by the power of God. And the last thing is this. If we're going to live with purpose, we need to have the right action. When we have the right motivation and the right attitude, the right action is sure to follow. Look at what Paul says in verse 18. He says, everything is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He says, God has reconciled us to himself and that he has given us something in return. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That's the right action. We are to take the Great Commission and do it. We are to share the love of Christ with everyone we come into contact with. We are to share the message of hope with the hopeless. We are to share the gift of life with those who need to receive it. We have an awesome responsibility. And it's up to us to do it. God will give us the ability and the authority to do it, but we must pick up the baton and run with it. Look what listen to what Paul says in verses 19 and 20. He says, That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He says that God in Christ has not imputed our sins to our account. We've been forgiven of our sins and we have, and since we have, we should share that with others. And since he has committed to us the word of reconciliation, then we are his ambassadors. We take his word and his love and his life to anyone and everyone who needs to hear it. And then notice verse 21. He made the one who did not know sin, talking about Jesus. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Paul says that God made him, meaning Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Friends, that's purpose. That's standing. That is self-worth. If you want to live with purpose, there's your reason. Jesus became sin and died so that you can have a reason to live. God has given each one of us a purpose. 
Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Running podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.